Blog Talk Radio. Hey, hello everybody. This is Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. And I just want to say God bless you this day. May the Lord bless you and keep you and prosper you in all good things that you do for the kingdom. And uh, I had a good weekend. My home church, El Faro, we did our street outreach. And we had our musicians. We had preaching. Got to hear the word. We had some good food. We even had a martial arts demonstration where our buddy and brother in Christ, Ed Carrion, broke some bricks. And uh, we even had a canine unit bring their dog. And we just had a good time with the people in the neighborhood. And people were blessed. And I prayed there were many whose hearts were changed. And I hope you had a good weekend, too. And so I just want to jump right into it today. You know, people can be of two minds and on the same subject. We can like and not like something. We can agree and disagree. And so we can, it's almost like we have a twin with us. One twin likes something one way, the other twin likes it another way. But when it comes to the things of the gospel, and I've seen this in the church many times, people are knowing and preaching one thing, but then they're doing uh, the complete opposite. And unfortunately, we've seen it in uh, some big-name pastors in the past who stood up there in the pulpit and preach against uh, sexual sin, and then they were found out to be in adulterous relationships. And that always made me wonder, you know, why is it that we can actually believe something or believe in something, yet do what is contrary to what we believe? Why are we so double-minded as people? And I'm sure we've all experienced that. You know, we've we've been in two minds on one subject. And even though we may know the gospel message and uh, believe it's the word of God and uh, believe in its truth, we've acted contrary to the word. And find ourselves wondering, where did I go wrong? Why why did I do this? I knew better. I've gone through that myself, making decisions that I knew weren't lining up with the scriptures and what the will of the Lord wanted, and then I paid the price for it. And I would, would think, why did I do that? I, I knew better. I knew what was right, and I believed that was the right thing to do. But then I wanted to do the opposite. And when we're double-minded, we bring great confusion to ourselves. We cause ourselves to even fall away from uh, sound doctrine, obedience to the commandments of our Lord. And so that's always um, amazed me or 
maybe even troubled me when I see this happening to myself and other people that we can be of two minds and the trouble that can bring. James addressed this in the book of James, chapter 1, and I'm going to start reading in verse 21. It says, Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. So what James is saying, we can hear the word, we can know the word, and it's implanted in us, but if we're not performing the word. In other words, uh, you could know something that you know is biblical. Uh, you should not commit adultery. You know the word says that. You may have been raised up in a church and you've heard this many a times preached. Adultery is a sin. You get married, then you cheat on your spouse. You knew that was wrong. You've heard the word. But were you performing the word in your life? Were you committed to being obedient to the word or, or it was just something you heard? Because many people sit there on a Sunday morning in a building, somebody's preaching, and they're saying, amen, amen, amen. And I, I know somebody who's close to me that every time they go to church, the word is preached, and then if I talk to them afterwards, they'll say, mm-hmm, the preacher really told those people today. And I'm like, what do you mean he told those people? Mm-hmm, I hope the people were listening. Mm-hmm, he was preaching to them. I'm like, well, he was preaching to you also. But it seems like they were saying it wasn't for them. It was for everybody else. He heard it, but it wasn't for him. And people are of that mind. You know, the word goes forth, and they're, they're pointing their fingers at other people. Oh, you need to hear this. You need that. Uh, you know you need to hear the word. You're, you're just a mess. And and they feel they don't need to receive the word because I guess they think they're just so pure and holy and righteous and godly that the preaching of the word is something they hear, but it's something they don't have to worry about because they're them. They're good. They know uh, they're God's favorite. They know they're like the ultimate Christian. So when they hear the word, that's what they do. They hear it. And next thing you know, they're caught up in something and they're like, how did that, that happen? And you're looking at them as like, you do better than that. You, you know the word. You sat under preaching for years. But just because you've been in a church and you've heard preachers 
that doesn't mean that you actually allow the word to work in you and you don't work the word out in your life. I can sit here and preach to you every day of the week, giving you scriptures. But for all you know, I'm out committing sexual immorality. Um, I'm drug addicted. I'm a drunk. I'm an abusive person. Why? Well, I've heard the word. I've memorized the word, but I have not allowed it to work in me and work through me. That could be the case. And this, this portion of scripture I read started off with James saying, therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive meekness. And that's what can really hinder our walk with the Lord and being of his mind, a sound mind of the Lord, and not being double-minded. We can have so much filthiness and, and wickedness still in us because we have not allowed the word to work through us, and we have not become meek nor humble because of the word. Like I said, I, uh, this person, they sit there and they haven't humbled themselves enough that they don't believe that the word being preached is necessarily for them, even though they hear it. They may memorize it, but they're like, mm-hmm, all these people need to hear the word, this word, and they need to do this, and they need to do that. Yeah, all you people better be listening. But they're not working it out in their life because they feel that they're above all that and, and it's, it is not needed for them. And so things are allowed to remain in them that the Lord is trying to get out. As for all of us, he wants all that filthiness and wickedness to be cast down and the implanted word growing and flourishing and active in us and in our lives. So when you hear it, you need to also perform it and to allow it to grow in you, to nurture your spirit so that you will have the mind of Christ not the fleshly mind that desires the things of this world and the things that please the flesh, but the mind of Christ that desires to do the will of the Lord and to be obedient to the Father and to please him. And that's how so many people get caught up in the issues in their life. And I'm speaking from experience that we haven't allowed the word to really changes in certain areas. I've been meditating on that myself lately, how there are some things I know I should have taken care of and accomplished, and I didn't. Now it's caused me some, some issues, and I still take care of it. But I look back, and I was like, why didn't I take care of this earlier? Because I was two minds. I was like, yeah, it needs to be taken care of, but... I let my natural mind take me away. And sometimes, and I looked at it, I have uh, traits of my my biological father who unfortunately did a lot of wrong and caused uh, my parents' divorce when I was very, very young. And, you know, he was a heavy drinker and I didn't see him a lot. And I'm not making it 
excuses. I'm not going to do the, oh, my father wasn't around uh, excuse. Even though he wasn't, and yeah, it did impact me, but I do now know better. And I have my Heavenly Father, and I've had men in my life that guided me and mentored me. And so I was of two minds. I still had that natural mind. But now that I came unto the Lord, I also had the mind of Christ, and I had to choose which one to follow. And sometimes we're still two minds, double-minded, and follow after the natural mind, which is usually full of filthiness and wickedness. So we have to ask ourselves, which mind are we? Do we have the mind of Christ or are we of the natural mind? which will always lead us into the things of the flesh and not the things of the Lord. And we can hear the word and not just uh, the written word. We can receive a word from the Lord. People have been warned many times when a prophetic word has come out. And I'll share this a little bit with you. Um, I had an instance where I had a very, very powerful encounter with the Lord. And at the time, I wasn't even saved. It was just ridiculously powerful and and actually scared me because I didn't know the Lord at the time. And he spoke to me, and it just was something. And that's a story for another day. But in the process... I have received three words for three different people from the Lord. And I grew up in the church, and they were actually words for people who were in the church that I was attending at the time. And um, it just blew my mind, but I knew I had to tell the people. And I was wondering, you know, if they would listen to me because I wasn't saved at the time. I was young, but I wasn't a kid. I was uh, 23 when this happened. And um, I went and told all three people what I had heard from the Lord. And two of them received the word. And one of them, a sister in the church, pretty much rejected it. Didn't receive it. It was a word of correction. And I didn't know what was going on in her life. I didn't know what this word meant to her or, or why God even spoke to me. Um, but I was still obedient. I I was raised in the church. And when I knew that the Lord had spoken to me, I was like, I better listen. So I, I gave the message. And this one sister in the church decided, you know, she couldn't receive from me and ignored the warning and continued on. And she almost died. She ended up in the hospital. Uh, and it looked like she was going to die, but the Lord had mercy on her. And she did uh, repent and do what the Lord had wanted her to do and correct what needed to be corrected. But here's a word from the Lord, and it's obvious that it's from the Lord because I said something that I had had no knowledge of I couldn't have known this was happening in her life and honestly I still don't know exactly what was going on in her life she knew and 
when I gave him the word, it was something that impacted her, but she kind of got angry. But it was obvious that the Lord had spoken to me because I wouldn't have known otherwise. And people can receive a word from the Lord. And uh, let me say this, when it comes to the prophetic word, uh, the Lord used prophecy, a prophetic word, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge to uh, confirm something that has already been spoken to you. It won't be a new word. Like if you never, you're single and you never consider getting married, somebody comes up to me, comes up to you and says, oh, the Lord said he's going to give you that spouse you've been desiring. You're like, man, I'm so happy being single right now. I don't even want a boyfriend, a girlfriend. And you're telling me the Lord uh, giving me a spouse that I've been desiring. I haven't been desiring anyone in my life right now. So that's a red flag that this person is just trying to, quote, unquote, prophesy over you. So when the prophetic word comes, it confirms something that is already known to you. So you know, use that as a measure when any time somebody uh, supposedly is prophesying over you and always go to somebody that you know is uh, uh, wise in the word, like a church leader that you trust, to uh, have them try the word. But when the word comes now, and you know it's of the Lord, and you receive it, but still desire to do the opposite. That's truly double-minded man. And the Lord speak to you, and then you saying, wow, this is a word from God. I just heard this, and he said this and that, and we need to do this. But I'm not doing it. That's truly double-minded man. And in the days of our Messiah walking upon the earth, he dealt with a lot of the religious types, um, particularly the Pharisees and Sadducees. And at that time, the um, sure Jesus walked the earth and the Jewish nation was under um, the rule of the Roman Empire. And the Romans ruled over them, but they allowed the Jews to continue on in their culture and have their, their own judges and rulers as long as they abide by the laws of Rome. And so they still had the Pharisees there, the religious leaders. And at that time, when Yeshua was um, walking the earth, Caiaphas was the high priest. And him and the Pharisees, they did not like our Messiah at all because he was stealing their, their thunder. Uh, undermining their authority, they felt. And so they did not like him. And so as the Lord was going about performing miracles, he was stepping on the toes of the religious leaders at the time. And he would have been following along with me, turn to John, Gospel of John, chapter 11. And I'm going to start reading it. Verse 45, and reads, And many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees and told them the things Jesus did. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered 
a council and said, What shall we do? For this man works many signs. If, if we let him alone like this, everyone will believe in him, and the Romans will come and take away both our place and nation. And one of them, Caiaphas, being high priest that year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor do you consider that it is expedient for us that one man should die for the people and not that the whole nation should perish. Now this he did not say on his own authority, but being high priest that year, he prophesied that Jesus would die for the nation and not for the, that nation only, but also that he would gather together in one the children of God who were scattered abroad. Then from that day on, they plotted to put him to death. Wow. So the Messiah is going about and he's healing people. He's casting out demons and people are seeing the signs are seeing the wonders and they, they're starting to believe, yes, this is the promised Messiah, Yeshua, Yeshua HaMashiach. Uh, the Lord has come. And some of the people received and believed in him. But some of the people ran back to the religious leaders and they told them what he was doing. And they're like, oh, we keep letting this guy keep performing all these miracles and wonders. Everybody's going to follow him. And then he's going to make the Roman uh, government angry at us. And they're going to come and take away our cushy positions. And because, you know, they were well, they were the religious leaders and they were getting tithes and offerings and they had a lot of wealth and they were comfortable and they had authority and power. And so they were worried, worried about losing uh, their position. Or today you might say they are worried about losing their church. Uh, I'm going to leave my congregants. I'm going to lose the tithers. Hey, I, I got a good cushy job. I don't have to go work a nine to five like everybody else. I'm doing good. I don't want to lose that. So they were concerned. But Caiaphas prophesied that this this man would die for the nation and for the body of his of his bride for for the uh, for the church itself for all the citizens who would come to know him. And it said he didn't say his on his own authority. The Lord revealed this to Caiaphas. So this was the chosen one, the Messiah, who will come and die for the sins of humanity, for all those who believe upon him. And Caiaphas prophesied this by the power of God himself. So he fully knew that the Lord had spoken to him. He received the word. He spoke the word of God, knowing that this was the revealed Messiah, promised Messiah that came into the earth to die for our sin. Caiaphas spoke this. And right after he spoke this, what did he do? He got with the rest of the council and plotted to kill Jesus. Seriously, the Lord just told you this is his son, his Messiah. He revealed it to you by his spirit, and you know this. You're like, this is him, the Messiah. He's, came to, he's come to die for us. Let's kill him. Talk about being double-minded. 
you get a word from the Lord and you want to destroy what the Lord is doing, you know that this is the, the will of God and you want to stop it, even after he just personally spoke to you in the spirit and you're a religious leader and you're looking at the son of the living God, the firstborn of all creation, and you want to kill him? I'm not even sure you can call that double mind. I just think that's insanity. But that's what happened. So Caiaphas receives his word. He gives the word to the council. And they're like, yes, the Messiah is here. And we're going to kill him. So they receive the word. And they're right minds. They knew this was God's will. This was God's son. But in the natural mind, they were so worried about losing their positions. They're still like, we're going to kill him. In him is salvation. But also we're going to lose out on our cushy jobs and money and power. And we can't have that. They were, they were two minds. They, they saw the will of the Lord for them but then they saw that they were going to lose out financially. And so they were of two minds, and they chose the natural mind. Is that how we are today? We know the will of the Lord. He will even speak to us by the power of his spirit, and we know this is of God, and still say, well, this will make me uncomfortable if I do this, or uh, I won't be popular if by priestess, or uh, I might lose friends, or I might lose congregants if you're a pastor. And you're more worried about your position in the community, your position in the local fellowship, and you're more concerned of your own uh, desires than you're concerned about doing the will of the Lord. Then you're a double-minded man, and you need to correct yourself. We all need correction. We have to have the mind of Christ, the mind of Christ alone, and not be of two minds, one of the natural, one of the spirit. We need to have the mind of the spirit, the mind of Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, the risen Savior, has come that we may know him. He has given um, the spirit for the Father, has sent his spirit, and that we may know him by the spirit, and not just in uh, natural ways of man's thinking, but in the mind of the Lord himself by the power of the most Holy Spirit. We can know him and know his mind, for we can do his will as we are led of the Spirit. For the word says in Romans, those who are led of the Spirit, these are the sons of God. And the mind of a son. And do not be double-minded. Receive the implanted word and allow it to grow. Reject the filthiness and wickedness of this age and do his perfect will. Do not be like Caiaphas and the Pharisees. But when the Lord speaks, they're more concerned about their own personal gain than if they're doing the will of the Lord. Because what profits a man to gain the whole world, but to lose his soul. So be of one mind, the mind of Christ. 
and do his will. Do not be double-minded. Do not be selfish. Be humble. Be meek. Receive the word. The logos and kairos word of the Lord. Words of wisdom and knowledge. And hand the mind of Christ. That you may obey. And that you may do. Perfect will. Amen. This has been Sean Cleveland with Regeneration X. Always a pleasure to be here with you. As always, we'd love to hear from you. You can find me on Facebook, Sean Cleveland. Also, you can email email me if you want at regenerate07 at yahoo.com. Uh, I crave your prayers, and I pray that the Lord will be with you throughout this week until we uh, come together again. Be blessed, be loved to the Lord, be of the mind of Christ. God bless you all. Bye-bye.